Welcome to our podcast, Autoimmune and You. I'm one of your hosts, Erica. And I'm your other host, Rachel. We're just two women with rheumatoid arthritis who are sharing our personal experiences managing this disease holistically. And we are both wellness coaches, so we are super passionate about empowering you to live your happiest and healthiest life. Hey, welcome back to Autoimmune and You. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erica. So we're going to continue our conversation uh, from episode 41, the part one of holistic treatments that we've tried. And we want to talk about some of the things that are really working for us and have worked in the past and some of the things that didn't necessarily work as well as, you know, the sustainability factor of them, because just like anything else, like it's great to be able to do things for yourself and be able to try different things, but if it's not actually sustainable, like in your routines or financially, then you're not gonna be able to stay consistent with them. And then you're not going to continue to see those benefits. So, um, we're just going to kind of jump right into where we, um, left off last conversation about things that we've tried. So before we started recording, I was talking a little bit about um, how I have continued to see the acupuncturist that I started seeing. And when I, when we recorded that episode, I had just seen her. I think that was after my first session. Yeah, that was your first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I've seen her three, four times, I think. And I definitely noticed the benefits. It's really amazing what it can do. I mean, I'm just like kind of blown away by it. But to be completely honest, the day after the first treatment, still after three or four treatments, I still kind of struggle. Like I feel a little bit more stiff. I feel a little bit more like puffy, but then Mm -hmm. after that, for the week following, I feel great. I feel really Mm -hmm. good. Um, And I think, again, that is accumulation of the other things that I've been doing in addition as well, which I know, honestly, these things aren't necessarily sustainable, but they're for now. I'm looking at it as kind of like a jump start. Like it is pretty expensive. And I'm so fortunate that my grandma that I talk about, I feel like all the time on this podcast, um, offered to help pay for it, which is so, so amazing and has really helped. Um, but I know that it's not sustainable. So I am really embracing the fact that I can do this for now. And along with the other things that I'm doing, but I'm also looking for ways to carry on some of the things in my own practice. So for instance, the acupuncturist uses essential oils at the beginning of the treatment and she'll put it in various places. And so my plan is in the next two sessions that I see her learning a little bit more about what she's using and where and why, so that maybe like I can, you know, buy the essential oils and be able, obviously I can't do like acupuncture on myself, but she does Mm -hmm. different modalities as well during the session that I think could be really helpful for me to do on myself. And so that is one thing that I've been doing that I still, I know a lot of people were asking for updates on the acupuncture thing. And I think it's great. It's really cool. Actually, there are some times when she'll put a needle in and I won't feel the needle going in, but then I'll like feel, for instance, like instant relief somewhere. Or, um, I think it was in my second session. She put a needle like in my shoulder, like, um, between my neck and my shoulder in like my trapezius muscle. And I literally like felt it twitching and then immediate, just like relief. It was the craziest thing. And she was like, did you feel that? I was like, yeah, of course I felt that. And she was like, your shoulder literally just dropped two inches. I was Mm -hmm. like, what? It's crazy. The body is insane. And it's really cool even to just have that one experience to be able to connect even more to how freaking cool the body is and the ability of the body to heal itself by just like a tiny little uh, catalyst. Yeah. 
I, I mean, it's crazy all this stuff that we're talking about now, like with acupuncture and uh, acupressure and, um, you know, other common treatments that people are doing holistically nowadays. They've been like, I think we mentioned this in the last time, but these are like ancient things that people have been doing for like a long time, you know? Um, and now that I feel like the world is kind of moving more towards holistic stuff now. I feel like when med like the pharmaceutical companies came out, I feel like everything was totally about that. Like, oh, you have a headache, take this. And now we're realizing that there's so many ways to tap into the body and what it needs and to be able to uh, do practices that are healing and that can bring homeostasis back to our body. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I totally believe in all those things. Like I said before, like the person that I saw for acupuncture, they just had <laughs> bad energy in general. So I didn't really get to see the benefits, but also it, like I said, it it's, could be very expensive. So I was like, you know, at that point, it didn't seem worth it to me. But now that you're talking about this, I'm like, oh, that kind of sounds like fun to go do. There's actually this new place that opened up up the street from me. It's called Modern Healing Therapies or something like that. Uh, I don't know if that's the name. But anyways, they have like the cryotherapy. They have um, some other like kind of different things they have like vitamin infusions that you can get that's another thing I've always been super interested Mm in um you can go get like you know super boosted with like magnesium and things like that that help with like muscle pain and joint pain but again those things are super expensive and like as a person with an autoimmune disease that has to get my blood work you know frequently checked I'm not sure if I want to like willingly go set up like get set up with an IV and just sit there for a while even though it kind of sounds nice honestly they have this one for like um periods like during your like you can get it done monthly before your period and it's supposed to like take away like almost all your symptoms like yeah so i'm like because this is actually sorry another train of thought guys i didn't sleep well last night (laughs) um what was i gonna say as far as like periods right like we we should have a whole episode on this and we've talked about this before even though you said you know you don't really see it that much with your body but i know for myself and a lot of people that i talk to they always ask me like do you have like yeah more symptoms before your period anyways this place has like a, a like a iv therapy for that so i was like what if i did that would it help like my ra symptoms like throughout the month mm-hmm. but it's like 130 dollars to like sit there for like 15 minutes oh or my something. gosh that's so yeah ridiculous. that's the thing i've always wanted to try cryotherapy so bad and i have mm-hmm. heard actually like great benefits for ra specifically with cryotherapy um, yeah. which sounds kind of backwards because i've heard a lot of people say that the cold really affects their joints and i'm one of those people Um, but it's interesting because I have heard the opposite of cryotherapy, which is like intentional, like really, really, really cold therapy. Yeah. Um, but, and you only sit in there for, I think like five minutes or something. So it's like a three minute situation. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. super expensive for like no time, but I mean, if the benefits outweigh that, um, that's something that I've always wanted to try as well, but never have, because again, it's really expensive and there's something about that mentality of if something lasts, like if the session is longer, it makes you feel like the money is more worth it. Even if the shorter thing could be more beneficial long term, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cryotherapy could be super beneficial, but I'm like five minutes for that much versus like an hour long acupuncture session. I would choose the acupuncture session. It actually (laughs) wasn't that expensive. This cryotherapy um, that's offered at this location I'm talking about 
I actually thought it was going to be way more expensive. Um, I mean, it's all relative, right, mm -hmm. to your, like, idea of what is expensive. Yeah. I guess, like, my threshold is kind of high because I've spent a lot of money, you know, just working with my naturopathic doctor alone. So I assume things mm -hmm. are, like, going to be super high. Um, but I, I honestly was going to try that when I was, you know, in this this last like COVID flare or whatever escalating flare that's happened. And, you know, thankfully the medication has worked for me. So now I'm like, okay, here's the thing. I honestly kind of got scared, not scared a little bit, but basically since the medicine has been working for me, I'm like, oh, now I can, you know, back up mm -hmm. like from the work that I've been doing with my naturopathic doctor. I can like back up on like all these supplements that I'm having to take like are they really helping me like this is a thing you start doing stuff and you're like is this like really actually helping me because like even just okay let's say my uh turmeric supplement that I take um so I take this brand called um integrative therapeutics and they're turmeric is like a hundred dollars a bottle mm -hmm. okay so there's 120 supplements in it so i take like four a day two in the morning two in the night sometimes three in the morning three in the night so the bottle goes by like super quick right so i'm spending like a hundred dollars alone just on turmeric but now that i am taking a medication i'm like well maybe i don't have to take as much turmeric so now the turmeric bottle can last me longer <laughs> so maybe i'll just do like you know, maybe one supplement in the morning, one supplement at night. So that's a way for me to like save money. And a part of me is like, you know, like, okay, Erica, like, are you just going to like slip into the mindset of like, now you have this medication, you can kind of just back off on this kind of stuff. But at the same time, I've been really going full force over the years with all these holistic stuff, paying so much money. And now that I actually have something that's really simple that can just help me immediately. Well, not immediately. It took like a month to kick in. Um, but I, I'm saying like, I, these are the kind of thoughts that have been going through my head lately. I'm like, wait, I don't have to like do all this shit anymore as much if I have a medicine that's working for me. Of course, like I'm not going to throw out my diet and my lifestyle. Like that's, we've talked about that before. Like that, those are completely permanent. But at this point, like I don't have that urgency to be like, oh, I need to go to cryotherapy. I need to try this. I need to try that. Because without a medication, you're really at an uphill battle doing it by yourself. Mm -hmm. And then when you have the medicine, you're like, oh, like I don't have to do as much and like overwhelm myself like financially with all these different things, even though I totally believe in them. But at this point, if I have something that's helping me, I feel like these things are more of like a luxury now in my brain, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it definitely does make sense. It's just a matter of like figuring out what works for you, just like we always say, and making sure that the things that you're doing are sustainable. And the thing is just because something it does feel sustainable for months or even years doesn't yeah. mean it's always going to be sustainable. And that's fine. It's totally fine to reassess and you shouldn't feel bad. Not you, but like anyone yeah. listening shouldn't feel bad for having to reassess and having to adjust accordingly. If you do find something that helps you more than other things. Um, a lot of people were asking Erica about the Chinese medicine um, stuff that you mentioned in the last podcast episode. We just kind of like touched on it, but you didn't really expand on it. Do you want to expand a little bit more? Yeah, it's actually like 
I don't know how to explain this whole story properly, but I guess I'll try my best. But basically, when I got diagnosed and I decided not to get on the medication, you know, I was looking into all these holistic stuff, as we've talked about before. And my mother-in-law actually found this herbalist, Chinese herbalist, in like the city over from me, literally like five minutes away from me. And uh, she sent me the link to his website and it's like, you know, this can cure RA and da 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 you know, all that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, something's going to cure me. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so um, I went down there and the guy, like, he only spoke Chinese. Okay. So I went to this office and it was like all dark and like everyone spoke Chinese except the like front desk lady. Um, and she barely spoke English. So like the communication was all weird. So I was in this room. Okay. They told Garrett, which is my husband who wasn't my husband at the time. Uh, they said they had him leave the room. It was like, it was kind of like a think about like kind of like a mafia situation where it's all like, like dark and dingy and like, it was all scary. And I just got newly diagnosed. So I was like, like scared, like what is like happening? Like anyways. So they have him leave the room. And basically he explained to me with the, the translator that this is a crazy disease that it, you know, causes joint deformity, da, 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 da. So I'm sitting there, I'm like all terrified. But I apparently this guy developed this formula of herbs that puts people basically into like long-term remission. And so all of the like when he showed me the the list of the herbs, they're all like crazy herbs that I have never even heard of. They're like grown in like the mountains of China. And so they're like these really long words. I don't know what the heck they are. Um, but at that point, I'm like, okay, that sounded less scarier than me getting on a drug like methotrexate, you know? Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm gonna trust like these natural things uh, over putting some like pharmaceutical drug in my system that you know, is a form of chemo, which is methotrexate. Um, and so anyways, they like explained to me how to make the tea. It's like this big bag of tea and it cooks for eight hours. <laughs> okay. What? Yeah. So it's and like, you eight, make it. yeah, you make it. They give you the pot and everything. So I, I did that for like, I think a couple years and then I stopped and then I would get it here and there, but I'm going to tell you within two days of me taking this, I had all my numbers were completely zero, like inflammatory markers. I had no pain. I know you're probably like, well, why aren't you on this now? But the thing is, is that like long term, you're not supposed to really be on it like long term because these are super like potent herbs. Mm -hmm. And uh, they can also like cause anemia, which at that time I was already anemic. So I was a little bit weary of like being on this. And plus, you know, these things, not that the FDA is like a good judgment of what goes into our food and supplements and stuff like that, but these are like unregulated herbs, right? It's mm-hmm. like, they're not, I don't know, like, you know, I don't know, I didn't know everything that was involved in these herbs, like what kind of like process it went through. Is there any added chemicals? Like, because I couldn't, I didn't have that good communication with them. Um But anyways, I took it for a very long time, and I really think that was why I was able to be in remission for such a period of time. 
when I first got diagnosed, like, I don't know if anyone's looked back on my Instagram videos, but uh, there's like a video where I got my rheumatologist to like explain that I was mm-hmm. like in remission because my rheumatoid factor went negative. My anti-CCP dropped from like 144 down to 27, which she said was not possible at all. Mm -hmm. But mind you, I was also like doing extreme diet changes. Like I was juicing every day, like way more extreme with my diet than I am now. So that could have played a factor. And then also like the mindset piece of like believing in these herbs, Mm -hmm. believing that I could heal myself and that I could cure myself of rheumatoid arthritis. So there was like all these factors, but I definitely, we went out of the country um, in 2017, uh, like after like a year of me taking this, um, we went to Turks and Caicos and I actually brought the pot with me and the tea and made these herbs and the whole room smelled like these herbs because they were like super, super strong. What did it taste like? It tastes like if you ground up like a tree. (laughs) like just the bark of the tree not even like greenery part it's just like it tastes like shit it is absolutely like it's like thick it's like very thick and brown and it tastes like so so in plants they they have tannins right like plant Mm -hmm. tannins and they're very like dry like kind of i can't explain it unless you've really it like dries yeah. out your mouth. Yeah, it's like very dry tasting. And um, it's definitely like when I drank it, I had to like plug my nose and it was like, oh. I was just going to ask, did you like chug it? Yeah, I chugged it. Well, you only drink um, one third of a cup three times a day. So okay. after breakfast, lunch and dinner, you can. Well, that right it. there tells you like what you were just saying. Why don't you just like keep doing that? Well, there's your answer right there because it tastes uh, like and you have to do it multiple times throughout the day. Like- well, also, and another thing that it was very expensive. It was $50 a bag and the bag lasts for three days. So Wait, what? what? Okay. So yeah, it's $50 a bag, but then you make the tea and the tea only lasts you three days, like the liquid that comes out of it. So it was really expensive. Like how long did you do that for? Probably solidly for a year and then on and off for like a couple years. And I think $50 for three days and you did it for a year. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing. They actually gave me a discount because I was like promoting them on Instagram at that time. Like back in the day, I was like sharing about it in my stories and stuff. So they were giving me like major like discounts. And actually a lot of people at that time that were following me tried the tea and it actually really helped them. And to this day, I still get random people be like, are you still taking that Chinese herbal tea? But I don't really talk about it because I don't know the safety of these herbs. Okay. Because I don't want to be like, liable for like something happening to someone. I was just at a point where I was desperate to try anything. And so that to me sounded a lot safer than getting on a medication at that time. And so I was like, whatever, like I'm just going to try. And I didn't have any like side effects. There was zero side effects other than the fact that it gave me a lot of freaking energy. Like the first year, I think of my diagnosis at, at the end of it, I think no, in 2000, like the year after, like in the, a little bit in the beginning of the year after I got diagnosed, 
we climbed like Mount Baldy by my house. <laughs> like I was like, I still had visible inflammation, but I had a lot of freaking energy. Mm-hmm. So anyways, it's a crazy weird story. Um, and I still like um, one of the ladies that used to work there, like she follows me on Instagram and like we'll, we'll talk occasionally, but I sometimes think, you know, should I like start up this tea again? I almost thought about it. Even my husband Garrett was like, maybe we should pick up some tea before I tried the sofazalazine. Mm-hmm. He's like, let's go back to the tea. And then I was like, but it's a whole, like, it's just not sustainable. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? This is the thing that I'm talking about is that it helps in the short term, but I can't be paying that much money for the rest of my life. And, you know, I don't know the long term like repercussions of being on it, which it sounds crazy because it's like, well, Erica, you're on a pharmaceutical medication. So what are the repercussions of that? Um, but yeah, it's just something that I'm like, it's just a lot of work. You have to make the time to like cook, you know, for a long period of time. You have to clean the pot out. You have to strain the thing. You have to put it in containers. You have to put one in the freezer, one in the fridge. It's like a whole process. So if anyone is interested in this and would like to know about this tea, like you can reach out to me privately, but uh, I I really don't want to like blast this so i don't know it was it was a crazy weird experience but i I definitely know that it that it helped me interesting that's super interesting i haven't even heard that story so thanks for everyone who's (laughs) asking about that (laughs) um yeah that just speaks a lot to like that sustainability piece um and speaking of chinese herbs i wanted to talk about a chinese herb like blend that the acupuncturist gave me so she actually gifted me a bottle of this stuff uh, it's called evil bone water. It has like, you know, a Chinese name to it. I'm not even going to attempt, but yeah. basically it's a blend of like anywhere from 10 to 26 different herbs. Um, and you spray it on your skin. And honestly, like the smell is not bad, but I personally don't love it because I don't know. It's just like a lot for me. Uh, my boyfriend's used it a couple of times and he really likes the smell. So I'm like, mm, you're crazy, but mm-hmm. Uh, you spray it on. And essentially the whole idea is that it can improve circulation. It can ease pain. It has menthol and camphor in it, which can help, um, kind of like an, it has kind of like an anal- analgesic effect where it can, <laughs> I don't know why I have such yeah. a hard time with that word, but basically it can like help almost like numb the pain a tiny bit and help relieve it. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea behind it that the acupuncturist told me is that it can like penetrate through to the bone supposedly. Oh, basically it's just a blend of Chinese herbs and they make it into either like an ointment or a tincture that you spray on your skin. And that's what I have. And it really does help. I've been using it every single night on my knees and my left wrist. That's been giving me issues. And it really does like relieve some of that pain and inflammation. I love it. I will definitely keep using that. That's something that's really sustainable and it's not crazy expensive. Um, I honestly don't know exactly how much it is through her because she gifted me the first bottle, which I'm so grateful for. But she said that there are, you know, she's like, you can get it on Amazon and stuff like that. But just like anything else that is an herbal remedy like that, things get blown up, right? They like start mass producing and then the quality is not, oh, yep. if they're not quality testing, then you don't know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. So what she was saying is that the one that she gave me is made from someone actually in Portland and he buys the herbs from China and then makes it himself, which is mm-hmm. really cool. 
Yeah. And so I will probably continue to do it that way and like purchase that way because I know like where it's coming from and that it's actually quality. Yeah. But that's something that I really like and highly recommend. Um, again, I wouldn't recommend just kind of randomly searching on Amazon because you don't actually know what you're getting. Oh no, I would not buy anything like that from Amazon. Yeah, you, no, definitely you not. I would not trust that. No, no. You want to definitely find it from like a trusted, like valued source. Mm-hmm. And then speaking of supplements, a couple of things, I don't remember if I mentioned this on the last, uh, holistic treatments episode, but I recently started uh, doing a tart, tart cherry juice extract, as well as, um, taking glucosamine daily and vitamin B12 daily. And the B12, I used to take probably three times a week, but after I started seeing the acupuncturist and this chiropractor that I started seeing recently, they both were saying like, you can absolutely take it every single day and that you'll probably notice some benefits there as well as the tart cherry juice extract. Essentially what that has is just a bunch of vitamin C and antioxidants, which can help fight free radicals in your body, which can help fight inflammation. And so she was, the chiropractor was suggesting to take that. And I have heard of tart cherry juice in the past and kind of like a liquid form. And to me, I was like, that's not sustainable. I used to take shots of apple cider vinegar every day. That wasn't sustainable for me because it's freaking disgusting and hard to travel with. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's why I love those little um, goalie gummies. Like those, I really do notice the difference when I'm taking like very consistently every single night. Mm -hmm. Um, And so anyway, anything that I can like, I know it's not probably quite as much benefit as taking like the actual liquid of it. But if it's more sustainable, you have to make that decision for yourself. Again, for me, Mm -hmm. taking a capsule of tart cherry, tart cherry extract is way more sustainable because I travel so much. I'm not going to be taking like a jar with me everywhere. Yeah. But anyway, I started taking that daily and have noticed a difference with that as well as the glucosamine supposedly takes like up to six weeks to really like be feeling the benefits. I don't really know yet. I've been taking it for about a month now. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, I added those supplements in too. And again, like I know that I'm not gonna be able to see the acupuncturist forever. I'm not gonna be able to see the chiropractor forever, but for now I'm looking at those as a jump start, and I'm learning from them. I'm learning about like this evil bone water. I'm learning about other supplements yeah. that might help me. I'm learning about different types of exercises from the chiropractor that can help me. I'm learning about different types of um, essential oils and, and things like that and energy healing that could help from the acupuncturist. Yeah. And the other thing is that you can always utilize those resources, utilize those people. If you ever have questions, like once you build that relationship with them, it's not like they just like go away. Like you can always, as long as you have found like the right person, you should be able to always go back to them and ask them questions and maybe have a follow-up appointment a month later or something like that. That's something that I think is really to be able to have in your corner. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, those are just like a couple of additional kind of supplementation type things that I've been trying. And then a little update is that I actually, I don't recommend this. Please don't do as I do, do as I do, as I say, not as I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I stopped taking Plaquenil. I was taking it for just about four months and I stopped taking it because I was not noticing a difference and I was actually noticing more fatigue and nothing really else. I, at first I was like, Oh, I don't know. I'm like, maybe I'm feeling a little bit less, but I, once I have continued with the other things that I'm doing, I don't, I notice a difference more so when I get acupuncture and, or after a chiropractic session, than my day to day with this medication. And so honestly, I'm like, 
a little bit discouraged from that. And like I said, I don't recommend just stopping something without talking to your doctor. Please don't do that. But for me personally, I am very in tune with my body. I know what, what I know when I'm feeling better from certain things and when I'm not. And Mm -hmm. I tried to give it a fighting chance. And I just was like, why am I putting this into my body on top of the fact that I am not able to see a rheumatologist till May. So I don't really know that it's necessarily like good for me to be on this thing and just like you know, hold out on it until I see someone. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just wait till I see someone and then see if they have any um, other treatment options. Yeah. So I cannot stress this enough. Please do not do as I do, but I just want to be honest about what I have chosen for myself. Um, and so I'm really grateful that I am actually in the past like three weeks or so starting to feel like a lot better, probably like three weeks to a month, starting to feel a lot better. Um. I am not feeling quite as flared up every day um, from this post-COVID flare up. I am getting my energy levels back. I'm feeling just like more myself. Erica and I were talking about when we were editing the last episode, we both were talking about the fact that my energy levels sounded so different from like the Mm -hmm. previous episodes. Yeah. I'm really, really grateful for that. Um, We'll have to do like the next episode, a little life update, but there's like a whole lot going on in life right now. And so that's definitely like wearing on me. Um, mm-hmm. but as far as like my symptoms, I'm feeling a lot better overall and I'm so freaking grateful. Yeah. I mean, I'm in the same, like I'm in the same boat, but except the medicine is actually working for me. I feel like we're always like kind of on this opposite spectrum yeah. like thing, but then we meet at the same point uh-huh. and then we like go uh, the opposite direction because like right now, like you're full force with like trying all these holistic stuff and like going to acupuncturist, going to chiropractor, seeing a therapist, like doing all those things where I feel like I'm able to actually pull back, like I said, mm-hmm. on a lot of these things because I am waking up. Honestly, other than today, I told Rachel before I got on the call that I haven't, um, I told you guys that I have a sensitivity to nuts and seeds and I've pretty much avoided them other than like cashew here and there. Um, but I've avoided them for the last couple of years since working with my naturopathic doctor and learning about my sensitivity and actually seeing that when I have those things that my joints get inflamed. Mm -hmm. And for the last like almost a month now, I've had like zero symptoms. Like it's actually kind of weird. My brain is like, whoa, like you just Mm -hmm. went through hell. And now you're like just completely getting out of bed, completely fine. And I actually went to the gym the other day and I was like, climbing super hard for the first time in forever i was like giving it my full force full throttle and like my joints didn't hurt at all but anyways i decided to test my nut uh sensitivity because i was like okay like i'm on medicine like let's see if i can tolerate this now with a medicine kind of keeping the inflammation down Mm -hmm. and i just had like half a teaspoon of macadamia like pure macadamia nut butter it didn't have anything else there was no added oils there was nothing and I put like half a teaspoon on a piece of toast and I was like okay like if I felt scared actually I felt like I was doing something bad I felt like I was having a piece of cheese or something I'm like oh my god this is gonna be bad like I'm scared but then I was like okay Erica like don't feed into it just like do it and then Mm -hmm. see how your body responds because like we've said that can also play a part in how you feel but then at last night, like as the day was going on, my wrist was starting to hurt, which is not an area like super common for me. It's like, 
I don't know. It's like in between. I don't know. Like right here. Oh, Rachel can see. You guys can't. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I forgot. I you guys can't do see. that. I'm yeah. like, wait, they can't see. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, um, it was starting to hurt. So I kind of had like even more restless sleep. And then, you know, if you have like a joint that's kind of getting swollen and then you sleep on it weird and it's stiff all night and then you try to move it the next day, it's like, ah, that's how I woke up this morning. And I was like, your face just <laughs> now was so funny. It was such an instant reminder of like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. You can go from feeling absolutely fabulous to just overnight something hurts. Mm-hmm. But this also reminded me that guys, even if you think you're on a medicine and you think you're doing fine, mm-hmm. you still have to make sure you don't eat the foods that cause you problems. The yep. medicine is not going to mask that. And it just made me think of why there are a lot of pe- people out there on so many medications doing so many things. And it's like, they're not doing anything, you know, as far as like tuning in what their body needs in regards to like diet, because I just had a half a teaspoon of nut butter and felt totally fucked up this morning. Like I was like, I had to take a shower, like put hot and cold in the shower. And I was like, oh my gosh. Now imagine if I just did whatever the hell I wanted because I was Mm -hmm. on this medicine, then I would be like, this medicine's not working for me. Yep. But it's like, I feel really good. You know, I've come to a place recently where I'm like, Erica, if you could be on one 500 milligram of sulfazalazine and have zero symptoms in your life, I'm pretty fucking happy about that. Sorry for all the F-bombs, but I am really happy about that because unfortunately, I see a lot of people that are on a lot of medication, Mm -hmm. but yet they're not doing anything to their diet and their lifestyle. And they wonder why they got to be on so many freaking medicines. I have to say, and I know that there's like a big thing going on in the autoimmune community right now of people like med shaming and stuff like that. And honestly, I, I have not personally seen that. Like I would never shame someone for being on medications, but I do have to say, I've seen it firsthand in like Facebook's quote unquote support groups for autoimmune and stuff. It almost seems like sometimes people pride themselves on like amount of diagnoses or amount of medications they're on. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to say, I don't understand that mentality. I don't understand why you want to be on more medications or why, like, even if you act like, oh, I have to be on this many, like, Mm -hmm. it kind of seems to me like some people just have like this weird, like, oh, well, I'm on more more medications than you sort of. Yeah. Oh yeah. And when in reality, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. Go ahead. When in reality, all of those medications are just stacked on top of each other, masking different issues. So let's say one medication gives you nausea. Okay. That, you know, sucks. So then they give you a nausea medication, but then the nausea Mm -hmm. medication makes it so that you don't have an appetite. So then you have another medication that adds to your appetite. And then you have another, like they just keep stacking it on. Or maybe like part of the nausea could be from something that you're eating every day and you don't even realize it because you're not tuned into your body. And so I'm not saying that if you're on a bunch of medications, you're bad or you're wrong or whatever, but I'm just saying make an effort, no matter if you're on medications or not, or if you're on 20 or if you're on one, you're always doing that diligent effort to tune into your own body and your own mind and your own soul of what you actually genuinely are feeling. Because if you're just constantly like, Oh, I feel nauseous. I need a medication. Oh yeah. I have constipation. I need a medication. Like that is how you really, it's a slippery, slippery slope. And then you really are completely dependent on the medication and you really 
probably won't ever feel better because you're not tuning fully into what your body actually needs or is craving. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, lately I've been talking about like on social media, like having to be on a medication, but also talking about I do things holistically. It's not like I'm like, oh, I'm on a medication and it's like such the greatest thing ever. I'm saying this is the reality of like, I have fucking done everything and this journey. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes things feel out of control and you have to do what you have to do. But also like, I do all these holistic things because I know they help me. I know that's why I'm able to be on such a low dose medication. Instead of me having any like guilt or shame around being on a medicine, I'm like, actually, Erica, like you should be really proud of yourself because like that is such a minuscule amount of medicine Mm -hmm. compared to what a lot of people have to be on when they don't do any of these things Mm -hmm. for themselves. And like someone uh, posted like they were getting on medicine and they were like, like, let me know your experience about this medication. And I was reading through the comments of it and it was just making me really sad because like I would say 90% of the people had like written almost like a paragraph of all these medicines they've been on this and that and you know you know how it makes them feel and and while you know i'm not trying to judge them for like being on that like you know path of whatever they've had to do for their body there is a lot of identification identification with the medicine and like being just in that mindset of like you know, this is the only thing that's going to help me, you know? And like, I see no conversation about, well, I changed my diet and this really helped me. A lot of it was just like, this sucks and I'm, this is happening. And I'm like, yeah, it does suck. But, you know, there are a million things we can do for ourselves. And like both of us are a testament, regardless of, you know, you trying Plaquenil, me getting on sofazalazine, we're still a testament of, everything we freaking talk about has a hundred percent impact on the way that you feel with an autoimmune disease. Mm -hmm. But in my head, I'm like, wow, I've really made it this far. And like, I still can rock climb and like still have full mobility in my joints and my fingers. And like my quality of life is relatively really good Mm -hmm. considering, you know, um, how long I've been able to be without medication. Mm-hmm. So anyways, yeah, these holistic things, they help. They really freaking do. <laughs> like, and mm-hmm. it, it, we're talking about this stuff because experiment with yourself. Find out what makes you feel good, what you find worth it. And, you know, one thing may help Rachel and one thing may not have any benefit for me, you know, so that's why you have to just mm-hmm. keep exploring. But everything is, to me, well worth it. It's worth it's more worth it to try than to not to try it in my opinion if you can if you financially can or if you know fits your routine or like lifestyle it's definitely worth it to try and always remember that there are plenty of other like more holistic treatments that aren't necessarily like chinese medicine or acupuncture like things like there's that. so much out there there's so much so something that comes to mind is the fact that like i have um used kinesio tape on my knee and my wrist for literally since i was diagnosed here and there um, when I was first diagnosed, when I, after I was able to start doing physical therapy on land, they started kinesio taping my knee and it really, really helped. Like I would have my knees taped basically all the time. 
And with something like that, that's super cheap. However, I highly recommend going to an actual physical therapist or chiropractor and having them show you how to do it because you don't like, you don't just slap the tape on there and it's fine. Like you have to do it in a very specific manner. You need to be, make sure that you're like um, putting enough tension on it and not too much tension. Like kinesio tape is definitely something that you can mess up. And so I do recommend like knowing what you're doing or going to someone that knows what they're doing, but that's something that is relatively cheap that you can um, eventually learn to do on yourself. Kind of like if you go to a physical therapist and then, you know, a couple months down the line, you're like, okay, well, I know how to do these exercises on my own. So I'm going to continue at home, that sort of thing. Kinesio tape is great. Like the whole idea there is that it can help to like um, rewire your muscles to, um, not be compensating so that you might be able to take some stress off of certain joints. Um, there are some studies that say it can improve, um, pain and circulation in your body. There are some studies that say that it can like kind of increase the space, uh, between your joints. So like if your joints are really close together, um, and some of that, uh, fluid is not quite there, it can help to increase some of that space. And so there's a lot of benefits to kinesio taping as well and little things like that, you know, like, or, or compression gloves. Sorry. I was just thinking about Yeah, exactly. I was going to say like, there's things like that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like compression sleeves, compression gloves. Um, I have these, uh, knee, like s- s- knee sleeves <laughs> that I have that I absolutely love that I wear frequently throughout the week. Um, there are lots of like, those are holistic modalities as well. Holistic yeah. modalities don't just have to be like things that some people see as like, woo woo, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, holistic modality just means it's not Western medicine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, anything really like non-pharmaceutical you could really call as holistic, right? Yeah. Cause I mean, that's the, the opposite of pharmaceutical is like the holistic approach of, you know, doing everything without having to just take a pill. You know, you're yeah. trying to, you're trying to find your own balance in your own body and find out what your body needs, you know, without, that medication kind of masking it. Mm -hmm. So thankfully, like I am in a place, you know, of knowing my body so well that even though I'm on this medication and I ate that, you know, nut butter, I know like I still can't have that regardless of me being on this medication. Mm -hmm. It's insane. Like it's crazy how instantly I know when things don't agree with me and it's Mm -hmm. and I'm thankful for that that my body is showing me like nope it doesn't agree with that and like while it I was kind of upset this morning to wake up to pain because I haven't felt that in a month and I already forgot what that felt like I was like okay I can't have it like thank you body for letting me know that this is something that I don't need in my body now imagine if you're on like five or six medications you're not going to be able to probably tell what is happening. Mm -hmm. So therefore, you know, you're still creating that fire inside of you, like within your immune system of like, it's under attack constantly because Mm -hmm. it can't let you know, hey, like this is wrong because it's so masked with the medication. Yeah. That kind of comes back to the mindset piece of when you are flared up or when something is giving you pain or more inflammation than usual, it's really easy to get into that spiral of, Oh my God, why did I do this to myself? Like, but you can also always find gratitude in that of like, okay, well, my body is able to signal to me that something's up and that I shouldn't be doing this. So a good example is this past weekend. I ate, like, I didn't eat terribly, but I didn't eat nearly as much vegetables as I usually do. Um, on any given weekend, I'll have maybe like one or two drinks total. And this weekend I had more than that. Um, and I was eating like chips, like plain, you know, 
plain potato chips, but still yeah. I don't eat chips ever. Really. I eat fries mm-hmm. like once in a while. Um, and I was just eating like things like that, that I don't usually eat. And I was eating them like a lot more than I usually would. Mm-hmm. And on the second day, like I literally had to lay down in bed while my friends are like all out in the living room, like listening to music and stuff and like dancing, you know, how much I love music and dancing. And I literally just had to be like in the bedroom, just like, um, by myself, just, I felt like just so much pain in my stomach, a lot of like gas pain. And thank God I wasn't nauseous, but I just did not feel good. My body was like, what are you doing? And even through that, even in those moments when I was like, God, I did this to myself. This sucks. Like, why did I do that? Why did I eat all those things? I still had gratitude for the fact that I knew I would be okay. I knew that I'd probably feel better the next day. As long as I took it easy, the rest of the night. I knew that I had such incredible friends around me supporting me. Like my friends were literally coming into the bedroom kind of like one at a time or a couple at a time, like being like, are you okay? Can I get you anything? Yeah. One of my friends literally, oh, God bless his soul. He like, I had peppermint oil in my little like um, toiletry kit in the bathroom because I always carry it with me when I'm traveling. Cause it's really good for like anti-nausea and like pain and stuff. And I had it in there and he was like, can I get you anything? And I was like, yeah, I really want that. He took it on his fingers and like rubbed it on my temples. And I literally got best friend ever rubbed it on my temples and was like speaking words of affirmation to me as he's rubbing yeah. my temples. He was like, Rachel, yeah. you're an amazing soul. I'm so happy to be here with you. Like all of this stuff. And I literally could have yeah. cried. I was like, Oh yeah. my God, like having people like that in your corner, but also just like knowing that the peppermint oil, even just like smelling it and feeling it, like having it through my skin, I knew it would help. Um, and then his girlfriend came in and started giving me like belly rubs. I was just mm-hmm. like, you guys, Yeah. <laughs> even things like that, like gentle, like massage, you can do it to yourself, like a gentle little like stroke on your arm or like tapping is a really um, good technique where you like tap on your temples and on your like wrist bones. I'm not super like, um, uh, fluent with tapping, but there's like EFT tapping, um, and things like that, that are holistic modalities that literally cost no money at all. Rubbing your belly when you're feeling nauseous or you're having some pain, like rubbing in a clockwise motion can help. Um, just little things like that. And just having people there with you and allowing them to be there with you and hold space for you. I mean, but anyway, I digress. Well, I was going to say, yeah, if social support is part of a holistic lifestyle, Mm -hmm. you know, if you are, you know, just eating really healthy, but you're isolated from the world and you don't have love and affection or you don't have someone to laugh with or like to joke with or whatever, like that is healing on its own, you know, and I can relate to what Rachel said of, you know, your friends uh, doing that for you. Like, you know, I have my really good friend, Sean, (laughs) shout out to Sean. Um, (laughs) but when I've been in really bad flares too, like he's come over, like he's done like little sound baths for me, like by himself, he'll like massage my feet, stuff like that. You know, it's like that literally lifts your vibration. Like you feel Mm. mentally, literally can rise above. You mentally can rise above that physical situation when you have people like that in your life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that is something that it doesn't cost any money, you know, like it doesn't cost any money to have a friend come over and just be there with you if you're going through a difficult time. Cause it can really, it could change the whole outlook. You could be like, you know what? I'm going to try to get out of bed. You know, I've been in bed all day and that's happened to me where I've like been in bed because I'm so in pain, but then you know, I'm able to get myself to walk to the living room to sit on the couch and like just be able to talk with my friend and like laugh. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, like it just changed the whole direction. Oh, it of your changes whole day. things completely. 
that was the same way. Like they were in there. And I, like I said, I was in bed for like two hours and I, I knew I just needed some time. Like also it was that spiral of like, I did this to myself. And then I like was having like stomach pains. And then I, I was getting like that anxiety about like, oh my gosh, is it going to get worse? Am I going to start yeah. to feel nauseous? Are my joints going to be flared up tomorrow? Like all this stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And it just was a spiral. And then my friends started coming in and like, just being with me and eventually, like I knew I just needed some time away. I knew that I'd probably go back out to the living room or whatever. I just didn't know in what capacity, but after they came in there and after I had a little bit more time by myself, I went out to the living room and even just being around them again, I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be okay. And then I was able to like, you know, start moving a little bit and like dancing a little bit. And that felt really, really good to be able to come back to that space. But again, what I was saying is coming back to that gratitude for, I know I'm going to be okay. I know I'm going to get through this. I know I have amazing people supporting me and I know that I don't always do this, right? I don't yeah. always like that. And there's a reason that even when I'm out with friends, even when I'm at an Airbnb with friends, the majority of the time I'm bringing my own food, I'm making my own food. I'm um, making sure that I'm not drinking more than I usually do. I'm like very, very mindful of those things because I know that already the more movement, like a lot of times when I'm out with friends, I'm like going dancing and stuff. And I know that that more movement is so freaking good for my soul. It literally feeds me, but I know that it's going to be harder on my body afterwards. Mm -hmm. And so you have to kind of like learn to balance out those things of like what your priorities are in that area. And, um, I, like I said, just gratitude for the fact that I don't always eat like that. And that for the most part, food that I eat energizes me and doesn't make me feel like shit, even though Mm -hmm. that used to be my norm. I used to have stomach aches like that and feel nauseous all the time, like constant. And I never was in tune with why or what was happening. And Mm -hmm. now I am, and I'm grateful for that. Yeah. So that kind of concludes today's conversation or the conversation we've been having as far as like holistic things that we've tried. Uh, You know, if things come up in the future, we've, you know, try more things or maybe we want to talk more in depth about something that we remember, you know, we'll have more episodes on that. But I think on this next episode, we're going to kind of give you more like life update situations. There's a lot going on in Rachel's life. Um, You know, maybe I'll have more updates even with the medication um and we have retreat things that we need to talk about really exciting things uh that we want to finally get to share with you because we've kind of only been giving like little tidbits here and there but now that everything is basically set in stone and like all that yeah i'm not going to go too far in detail uh we want to be able to share more of that excitement with you guys yeah so join us on the next episode we'll give you all the deets all of the behind the scenes type stuff going on right now, but we hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you want to hear more episodes like this, please reach out to us on Instagram, please, please, please rate review, share on social media. Um, we love seeing the stories that you guys share. And when you share on social media, on your stories, please tag, um, Erica and me and autoimmune and you, so we can see it from all angles and we can share it from all angles. That really, really helps rather than just tagging the podcast. Um, but yeah, we hope you all have an amazing rest of your week, wherever you're listening from, whatever day of the week, wherever you're at right now, find something to be grateful for, find something to make you smile and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our autoimmune and you podcast. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share on social media. We really appreciate every bit of support. Sharing is caring. Every like, subscribe, and share that we get helps us get our message out to more people.